Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. May 25th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your beautiful Thursday morning. Justin Kalen, how are we doing today? Whoa, I was not prepared for you to come to me first. You never come to me first. Wow. But I'm, I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. Didn't get home till about 10.30 last night. Of course, I went out to the Louisville City game, and they lost. So it was uh, maybe I'm the bad luck charm. I don't know. That's only the second time I've ever seen them lose. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I apologize if I am the bad luck charm. But it was a, it was a really fun game. We got $2 beers before the game. So, yeah, all was good. Had a good time with yeah. Gramps last night. They they blew the lead too, right? Oh was... my gosh! Yeah, it was it was one to nothing in the first ha- or at the first half. They had so many chances in that first half, and then going into the second half, they had several chances as well. Just couldn't put any away. I want to say they had seven shots on goal, but only converted one of them. Whereas mm-hmm. Tulsa, the team they're playing, had three shots on goal and scored two out of it. So that was the difference wow. in the game. Well, that takes up hour number one. We were going to break down the Louisville City match last <laughs> night, but. I guess that settles that. Did Opa have a good time? Oh, Opa always has a good time. Yeah, and we did the thing where, so I had a a friend I used to work with. She was actually listening to the show yesterday morning, and she was like, hey, I'll be at the Louisville City game too. I'd love to have a beer with you and and Gramps. So we met up with her. He got to meet her and all that. So it was a good time. I'm glad he got to meet her because she's one of my favorite coworkers that I've ever had, just generally nicest most friendly people you'll ever meet so yeah it was a good time we had, we had a we had a big old time bought him some ice cream for the second half he was not expecting that so yeah it was it was a good night wow that sounds like a dream evening for opa and grandson justin that's awesome and i don't know you you have friends that listen to the show but not the roommate uh, correct yeah and and we're actually it more like co-workers Former co-workers. I mean, I get, I get, we're friendly with one another, but I would, I would hardly describe us as friends. 
Wow, shots fired at that person. Listen, <laughs> you are not friends. Justin just wants to make that clear. You all had a workplace acquaintance, and it ended there. The day that Justin left that sorry place, he hasn't really thought about you see, much at all. Is that right, Justin? No, see, that's not true, because if it was like that, I wouldn't have met up with her last night. So I was, I was excited to see her last night. She's, like I said, one of my favorite coworkers I've ever had, so... Glad that I could get to see her, and then we uh, talked about planning a dinner with all of our old coworkers and and getting getting the gang back together, if you will. Nah, nobody wants to do that. Probably not. <laughs> that's something that's like fun to bring up, but then <laughs> it and, never actually it never happens. Really paper on it. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know, it's funny because I have like so I have a group, a set of friends from both hotels I used to work at, and within the last month, I have had discussions with both groups about how we should get up or get together and have a dinner. And like you said, DJ, no action has taken place yet. So, yeah, it's all right. It's like it's it's nice small talk. It's yeah. also good sentiment that like, <laughs> yeah, you I'm know, thinking I, about. We you. should get everybody together. We should catch <laughs> up. Get the whole gang back together. And then uh, you, you start to think about it. And it's like, oh, we only did work. Like it's not. The only reason we all even know each other is because we work together. Now we don't. <laughs> Life has taken its course. But maybe it'll actually happen this time. Maybe. I'm, I'm optimistic for you. We'll see. We we have met up for dinner one time over the years, but that was probably a year and a half ago. So, yeah, needs to change. Um, to Unrelated, but to go back, Scoots, congrats. You were a part of uh, history. They had 11,000 people. That yes. That's the most they've ever had for a midweek game. Yes, I, they announced that. 11,434, I think it was. Did not seem that crowded. I feel like I've seen that stadium more crowded than it was last night, but alas, yeah, congrats on a big record. Yeah, that was a, a tough loss for them. It, it looked was. like a, a great crowd. They got up. It's always a chance when they get up early. But you hope that it's just going to be a, a barrage of goals. Didn't didn't happen last evening. Take take the L. Allowed three points to hit the road. Never never a good thing. Never you know, what you want to see. But they'll be okay. You know what the solution is for Louisville City? And not that I should be providing solutions because they've had a heck of a start to their to their franchise or whatever you want to call it, but they've got to spread the Coopers out, I think. Instead of putting them all in the end zone, I think you take a faction of them and put them like on the left side of the stadium, take another faction, put them on the right side of the stadium. That way, because it's kind of hard to hear if you're at the other end of the field and the Coopers are doing their chants, you're like, what? I, I can't really hear what chant they're doing. So if you spread those people out, I think you'd get more crowd involvement, the stadium would be louder, and Louisville City would lose less often, although they don't lose very often at home as it is uh you know what they say about student section tj it's better if it's student sections band sections yeah scoots that's that's how the reason they don't do that is because some people don't want to hear drumming and singing and banging for two hours well no that's fine i mean you can keep the drums and all that on the one end but i think you got to spread some people out that know the chance and can hear what's going on on the other end of the field so they can get people involved you know but that's what I'm saying is there's like if you want to be involved, you should sit near that section because people make conscious decisions that like I want to be able to talk to my buddy during the game. I don't want to have to sing purple, purple, purple for the <laughs> 16th straight time. Fair enough. I, I your idea I, to improve the like I, I think they have a fine atmosphere. Sure, I think yeah. soccer games are like. I mean, it, I don't if you haven't been. Don't think like minor league baseball. It is more. It is social events similar to like a baseball game where you're not. It's not like basketball or football where you're hanging on the edge of your seat every play. But it's a 
it's a good atmosphere. It's a little bit more upbeat. You find yourself kind of like head nodding or, or knee slapping a little bit here and there. Uh, and if you want to be involved and you want to do the chants and the cheers and the singing for the two hours, then there are plenty of sections near the, the, the fan support sections. They're not, there's a lot of drama with the Coopers, Justin. You can't just label them all Coopers anymore. Uh, actually, I think Coopers is like on the, the edge of maybe extinction. Uh, because they oh. had so much drama in house. Whoa! Yes, it's been a, it's been a big thing. I, I think they're still kicking, but I don't, they're they're not they're not what they used to be. Supposedly, what how it's been told to me. But yes, yeah, so if you want to sit in there, that you can get it in that atmosphere. If you want to sit on the other end of the stadium, it's more of sit back, watch the game. You had a beautiful sunset last oh, night too. Yeah. It was a gorgeous evening. Yeah, no, it was great. We we can't see the sunset, unfortunately, from our seats, but we saw the some coloration in the sky. And by the way, there was a uh, there's a young couple that sits next to my grandpa and my uncle. They, they're season ticket holders as well, have been for I guess probably three years now. I've been seeing them at games next to us, and they actually last game sat in the Cooper section because they had some friends come to the game. And this lady yesterday has the audacity to look at us and goes. Do you know what the Coopers are? I wanted to be like, you've been a season ticket holder for three seasons and you don't know what the freaking Coopers are? So we had to explain what the Coopers are and how they got started and all that. So I just thought that was funny. Like, how do you not know that? Like, come on. Get with it. Get with it. Yeah. You can get with it by going to Thornton's this morning, getting some fresh coffee, a donut, some fresh fruit, whatever you want. Thornton's will have it to get your day started. You're not going to, it's, in my opinion, better quality than, than your fast food or even some of your sit-down breakfast places. But it ain't going to have that price tag, and you're going to be in and out before you know it. You can save money at the pump each and every time. If you are a Refreshing Rewards member, download the Thornton's app today and get your day started off on the right foot at Thornton's and send a text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Rash, how was your Wednesday evening? It was, uh, it was all right, I guess. Um, I, I, I did officially get into, I guess it's been one week, uh, doing the old uh, dad blog double duty. And did hit a wall yesterday. Shout out to the boys for deciding to take a nap at the same time. That was a game changer. So, uh, really, really helped. But, um, yeah, and then uh, watched Survivor last night. Very, very, it was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the finale. Um, no spoilies, but the, the, the person who I thought deserved it most won. And that's, that's really what I want in that show. Because like, sometimes I feel like you get... Uh, some people who don't do as much as others, they end up winning because people like them more or something like that. I, I really, really like the winner this season and kind of uh, enjoyed the way things unfold in that final episode. Yeah, it was good. It was good finale. I, I It was – was it a good finale? Yes and no. It, I, I think it was pretty clear who was going to win going into to it. So no drama there, but I do agree that it was a, a deserved winner. There were two people I felt like that really would be deserved winners. One didn't make it to finale. The other one did. So when you didn't have both of them there, it was pretty clear, in my opinion, who was going to win the, with the remaining contestants. But there's another another season. Still kind of bugs me. They only do 26 days now or whatever it is. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm also, uh, uh, when they, they showed a trailer for the next season, you know, Brooke and I were already talking about, like, so when are they going to start bringing people back? And it looks like they've got brought back one guy, the guy who uh, got concussed in, like, the first episode and had to, to go home on basically day one. So they're bringing one person back. But um, I, I have a feeling they're going to be doing this sort of thing uh, for, you know, for a while before they they start bringing, bringing folks back. Because um, I always like that dynamic where you got people seemingly headhunting the new guys or they're kind of in awe of the, the returning players. It, it just it adds a fun little element uh, to the game. Wait, I thought you all liked the 26-day seasons. I don't. I'm, I'm fine with, like, uh, juicing it up, and I like some of the changes, but I miss the deliriousness that comes at the end of the road. Where they're just like starving and tired, and like then they start fighting with each other. I, I missed that part. Hmm. Yeah, I thought you all were both on Team Twenty Six Day Survivor. Maybe I'm wrong. No, uh, I'm a I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. I, I think the you, you go a little crazy the longer you're out there. I think it's a big part of the game. I think Twenty Six Days is plenty. I think that'd be hard to go Twenty Six Days, but when you were going Forty, that was pretty pretty intense. It's, you know, it's a, a well over a month, month and a half out on an island with very little resources. Uh, they were, they were like, you, I mean, you remember the end of those seasons? They just looked absolutely horrible. I felt like a little bit more of the concept of the game, like actual surviving. If but I, yes, still, still an impressive accomplishment. But I, I, I like the older, I like the older way better. I, I think I've said this before, but yeah, I'm Team Thirty Nine Day as well. And if I was to ever play Survivor. I would want to play the 39-day version. The 26-day version, I don't think I can keep up. I, my head would be spinning the entire time. I'd need a little more time to process things. So when they go back to 39 days, I'll sign up to be on Survivor. Uh, I don't know if I could uh, – the, like the more I contemplate it, the more I don't think they would even want me on the show because it's 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 the, the, the part I think I like least about it, sometimes it makes for good TV, but just like – everybody's life story and their life's change and everything's great. Like, you know, it's, it's a show. Um, like I'm pretty much an open book now. How much more of an open book can I get being on a TV show? And like, is my life going to change forever? If I'm going to do this, did I, or am I going to just cry every day? Like, you know, it, that, 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 and just not starving people to death is the part that I don't like about the show. <laughs> Well, it was a good it was a good finale yeah. um or at least i enjoyed it, it uh, i like a little bit more drama in the final vote but it is what it is without trying to give away spoilers yeah we do have a lot to get to on today's show there's uk news that we're gonna like day 90 of complaining and arguing and chatting about the uk roster situation we do have updates. We'll probably have updates every single day until we get a final decision, which the good news is can't be too terribly much longer. Uh, what's really going to stink, Roush, is if and if this ha- like if this happens, then UK hopefully at this point will move on to option B or C or D or E or F or just any other option. But what will really stink is if like, all right, May 31st, we're less than a week. We can do this. It's annoying. It's a lot to keep up with, but it's not, it's not much longer. We'll be okay. And then on the deadline day, if both like 
if all what if all three of them were just like we are withdrawing from the draft but we're entering the transfer portal with keeping an option to come back to UK into the fold. I guess Chris Livingston couldn't do that because he's not a graduate and didn't enter the transfer portal. Although knowing the shade and sharp situation, it'll probably be like, he actually secretly did enter the back door of the transfer portal. It's a little known thing on the internet. People, it's it's like the black web, but a lot of people don't know about it. Uh, that wouldn't that be the worst if it's like, all right, we only got a couple more days. We'll get some resolution here. And then it turns out that they're all like, we may come back to UK, but we may also transfer, prolonging this to eternity. I don't think that's actually going to happen. But knowing UK fans' luck, you can go ahead and write it down. Yeah, yeah. It At least yesterday we got uh, a little something-something, um, a, a little bit with meat on the bones. Um, we probably should get to a break beforehand. I, I wanted to ask you one more question, though, TJ, because I think you might be enlightening on this subject. Um, because I know your wife is a big uh, garbage TV junkie. Like, and, you know, we, we enjoy our garbage TV, but I know she likes the, the like, housewives and stuff. Um, do you know what uh, Vanderpump Rules is? Because it was all over the social medias. I saw clips last night of, like, some dude in a skinny mustache, and they were yelling at each other. I thought Vanderpump was, like... Uh, I thought that was the family that got like that went to jail for fraud, but apparently I was wrong. So, can you do you have any insight into what what was happening last night that everybody kind of lost their minds? I think it was like a reunion show, and supposedly they're all electric or something. I don't I don't know. I don't even know if the wife watches. I don't keep up with what actual junk TV she she checks out. It seems like it's all usually just like Real Housewives of enter a weird city. Or just a different city. It doesn't necessarily have to be a weird city. Uh, but I, I think Vanderpump was a spinoff off of uh, Real Housewives. Ah. I think like somebody off Real Housewives yep. was so popular, so famous, they did their own thing. And that's what this is. But I, I don't know. It's the, it's the same concept of just people that are rich. Just let's have cameras around and act immature and then count the money. So uh, a quick Google tells me that it was, uh, you're correct, Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she's a co-owner of a restaurant called Sir, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. Which, like that's, that, I think that, that says it all. right? Sounds there. hot. Yeah. Those, those people are idiots. And they just get paid to be, they get paid more money to be just rich idiots and yell at each other. By the way, Roush, I believe you're thinking of the Chrisleys that went to jail. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. There we go. Different yeah, reality they, star. They, they were just like fraudulent with their business or checks or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, jail. Well, Roush, if they're making that much money, are they that stupid? I, yeah, I guess it's kind of like me when I get mad at clickbait. When it's like, uh, and not necessarily quick, but it's like Field of 68 had a graphic of best coaching hires and coaches on the hot seat. And it was just pictures of Rick Pitino and Kenny Payne. And I'm like, you're doing the world. You're just, you're, you're trying to, I know what you're doing here and it's going to work. So like, I'm mad at you for it, but you're not wrong. And I think that's the same applies here. Like I'm mad at them and I'm not going to watch it. But it works, so like I kind of got to respect the the hustle. Yeah, I, 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 I 
I didn't think everybody everybody's freaking out about that field of 68 graphic. I mean, it probably factually wasn't untrue. I know. That's, but like also having it's it's just weird seeing the other coaches that were on the hot seat. It's like Brad Brunell at Clemson. It's like, dude, that guy should have been fired four years ago. If he hasn't been fired yet, they're just gonna uh, they're just gonna keep him there and act like uh, did anybody forget that we forgot to fire this guy? Like it, the whole uh, and like even and the other part of it too is Patino is objectively the best hire, but also we knew that was gonna happen forever. I mean, it was like the worst kept secret in college basketball. Patino did like 17 different facial expressions when he was trying to deny it. Uh, but yeah, I just get real triggered at any Jeff Goodman offseason stuff because I know how he is. So like I I, I, I got got there, TJ. I did. No, oh, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Uh, best to be able to acknowledge it. But that's what summer is. Summer is just hypotheticals, conversations, saying things to get reactions and to get interactions. And we're better than that as a radio audience. We 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 will certainly talk about it from time to time. We're not going to get triggered by it. And that's yeah, coming yeah, from a radio I, show I, that never gets riled. That's a fact. Yeah. I also, that was a point where it's like, all right, you've been on the internet too long today. Take a little break, Roush. Um, but... The other part of it too, we are we are right in the middle. Of, we're smack dab in the middle of list season. It is list season in college football and pro football. It's just lists everywhere you turn. So, uh, TJ, do you want to list your three favorite foods? Chicken fingers. Jeff Ruby's chicken fingers. Well, haven't had them. Uh, and then Kern's chili. Boom. Ah, great list of three. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to rank Duke's list of three. Mac and cheese, mm. PB&J, mm. and um, cereal. Uh, it, hurt, it hurts leaving mac and cheese off my list. I yeah, That's a great list of three from, I, from Duke. Is it sad that I would take Duke's list over yours, Teej? Yeah, I mean, well, it's disappointing. But what if I told you the cereal was dry? Does that? Does that oh, make a yeah, that changes it. Back with Team yeah. DJ. Okay, okay. Also, it's watermelon season. Watermelon season with kids is just objectively hilarious. Yeah, Lucy's been going to town on watermelon as of late, and it, like again, last summer I had a baby. She wasn't a year old, but good weather. It's just a, a, a nice cheat code for parents, being able to just go outside and let a kid run around. Real nice. Oh, code. real nice. Yeah, yeah. It, and the worst part, though, is with young ones, like they just get hot and you can't do anything. So, like, uh, we're, we're definitely going to have some things just cut short this summer or so, something's going to be uh, – a wrench is going to be thrown into it with Frank. I just I just know it. Um, you know, babies don't like being hot. Scoots, I'm hitting the links today. Oh, are you using the Big X Sports Radio golf card? Uh, no, not this time. You lucky son of a gun. Because I'm people not using should the get Big one X though, Sports right? Radio golf card. No, because you're going getting to golf. I have a sports or a sports. Good grief, Big X Sports Radio golf card. I have one, so I'm ready to go anytime. But unfortunately, I have to work today. What time are you going? Weather's amazing. I'll be a little bit before noon, <laughs> so. What's wrong with that? I have to produce Spears today. John Spears is back, y'all. Woo! Wow. Finally. I'm excited. It's about time he, he got a break. I am excited. What are you all going to talk about? Uh, probably baseball. 
<laughs> Is he going to talk about the Samex Tigers? Maybe. Yeah, you'll have to tune in to find out. I'll be on the golf course. Uh, you can pull up your Bluetooth speaker. We have people texting our show all the time, say they listen to it while they're on the golf course. I've done that before. I've I've listened to Spears on the golf course. I may do it today. It's not it's not impossible. Tell him if he's extra controversial, I'll tune it. <laughs> I'll pass that along. Speaking of golf, Park Mammoth. They've got something exciting going on. A Fourth of July shotgun four person scramble. That's right. It's on America's birthday, nine AM. Players, you got to provide an index. There's going to be a team handicap per team, so it doesn't doesn't mean you have to be good. You can be a terrible golfer. You just need to know what your handicap is so they can contribute it to your team. They're going to have closest to the pin contest. They're going to have longest drives, and they're only allowing 18 teams, $80 per person, with all the goodies they're giving away, playing such a beautiful course at Park Mammoth on Fourth of July holiday. Check them out. That's going to be a scramble to remember. And then also we'll be down at Park Mammoth. We don't have the date set just yet, but we're working on it. But do not forget about the Park Mammoth 4th of July shotgun scramble, $80 per person. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be celebrating America's birthday on one of the nicest courses in the state and the entire region. That's at Park Mammoth on 4th of July. We're going to talk UK basketball, Oscar Shebway, Antonio Reeves, all of them, when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. But that crossed my mind a little too late Cause I was thinking that a little white tank top Sitting right there in the middle by me I was thinking that a long kiss man Just gotta get going with a night by me I know what I was feeling Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Text on into the Thornton's text line. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show most days with some of the technical difficulties the station's been dealing with. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't happen, but most days it does, 9 to 11. And you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We appreciate you leaving us reviews. That's always nice. And then join us on the Facebook page or our Twitter space thing, or I guess it's Twitter community page, whatever it is. Join us there as well. We like to have fun. Roush? We're having fun following UK basketball around. The highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. Only seven scholarship players. Are we having fun? Ralph? That much fun, I mean, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, still just like I said, hitting, hitting, hitting my uh, dad wall. It's we're we're figuring it out though. Uh, yeah, having more fun. I had more fun yesterday. Like we didn't get like great news, but we got some news, a little sliver of optimism that um, Cal is uh, pushing maybe not all of his chips in, but a good chunk of chips in to uh, try to convince Oscar Sheboy, hey, buddy, time to come back to Kentucky. 
Yeah, so this seems to kind of be the trend for this offseason, where it's like UK fans expect something to happen, then what you're expecting to happen maybe actually isn't happening, and then you get the reports of quote-unquote UK scrambling, and then what you wanted to have happen ultimately ends up happening. It's like what you think is going to happen happens, but there's just drama along the way. Throughout this process, we had thought Oscar Shibway was likely to come back to UK just because what else would he do? His, his options hadn't really changed. He clearly had a solid nil situation with UK, although pretty confusing with he has to get paid out of the country and stuff like that. But it, it seemed, you know, he, he raved about how much he was able to give back to his family. People at UK talked about it was a pretty good setup, I think maybe wink wink i think the crafts maybe helped out here or there which is always a good thing i don't understand either siri but where we're at right now is that changed after the combine his quotes there sounded much more likely that he was going to go you heard whispers around uk according to the experts that he was more likely to go and just when you thought that maybe oscar was going to come back you just had to pivot and go oh actually maybe it seems like he's he's going to leave Then everything else has unfolded, where you're not sure who UK is going to be able to get, who's left on the table, only seven scholarship players, as we already mentioned, and you get the reports yesterday from Jack Pilgrim that Cal is going to meet with Oscar this weekend. There is going to be a push to bring him back. Really, the stuff that we had said just yesterday, Roush, like UK needs to get on the aggressive. The old, we're going to give you time, you make your own decisions, you do what you want, we'll be here for you if you need us. But we're not gonna we're not gonna push you one way or another. That that now needs to change. They need to be pushing Antonio Reeves and Oscar Sheebway back. They they probably should have been doing that all along. But I get it. You want to play the game of we're we're not we want what's best for you and what's best for you is what decision you make. But now they need to worry about themselves a little bit. And it sounds like at least in the Oscar Sheebway department, they're doing that. And then even in the Antonio Reeves department, you are getting people that are speculating or at least suggesting that UK is working very hard to try to make things right there. So it's UK's back on the the offensive, if you will. They supposedly are, are doing what they can to try to get both these people to return to UK for another season. That's good. Uh, there are obviously fair questions about like, why'd you let it get to this point? What were you doing along the way? That Those are fair questions that I don't have the answers to. It's also just kind of the timing of it amuses me. Um, like it's because because you're right, you know why why now? Um, but also just the kind of desperation that w- was in the air. All this, uh, we need some news, any good news, and it's like, yeah, well, here's some good news. Uh, Cal's going to try to get his players back. It's like. Woo! <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. cats are back, baby. Like that, that's that's good. But all, no, I get it. You don't want to be Jim Beheim and Rick Pitino would do this at U of L from time to time, where like a player would be contemplating leaving, and they'd say, "What? They're thinking about going pro? Oh my heavens, they're horrible. No way that they're gonna make it." Like there is a fine line of wanting to support your players and their dreams, and I think that can help you get other recruits and other players down the road by having that philosophy. 
But there is a time when push comes to shove where you've got to look out for, for number one. And number one is the University of Kentucky and making sure you're, you're putting together the best team possible. Antonio Reeves isn't getting drafted. Oscar Shibwe most likely not getting drafted. Maybe somebody would take a flyer on him with one of the last picks of the draft. They should know what's on the horizon from an NBA standpoint. And UK should be helping them out with that, which I do think Cal, at least in the past, has talked about things that he, he'll do. He'll share NBA feedback, what they're hearing. I don't know. You don't hear you don't hear much about that anymore from Cal because you just don't hear as much from Cal anymore. But I imagine he's probably doing some of the same stuff. Point being, they know. They know what the NBA thinks of them. They know about where their position would be in the NBA, two-way deals, G League, that sort of stuff. They've gotten that feedback, and they know that it's not changing with just one all-star workout. Now, it only takes one team to fall in love with you and to make you a promise. But I think all these teams know that, like, why would we promise these people? Either they'll be there or they're not, and we'll be okay with it either way. Mm-hmm. They know they know what's out there for them. So why it's coming down to the 11th hour is frustrating for fans, and I can empathize with that. But Cats just got to get it done. UK's coaching staff has to find a way to get it done. Jack mentioned that things were really bad between UK and Oscar Shibway. Did you see that, Roush? Um, I, I did not see that part of it, no. He had mentioned that right after the season, things weren't good between the two. We had mentioned that on Kentucky Roll Call for what it was worth. It wasn't necessarily between Oscar Shibway. He is who he is. He doesn't really have a lot of beef with a lot of people. He, he's got his own opinions, and he's got things that he likes and dislikes from what I've heard. But it was between UK and his agent to the point that we said here on Kentucky Roll Call that UK almost said, like, don't don't consider coming back to Lexington if you still have that guy representing you, is what the rumors were, of course. Now, now that Jack brings up that there was a rift between Oscar and UK – it all makes sense. That's what it was. It was between the agent. Now, Jack says that stuff's been smoothed over. I, I haven't heard that, but I haven't heard anything additional in any capacity. But if Jack's hearing that, it most likely does. If UK's, if Cal's meeting with Oscar this weekend, it's probably not because there's bad blood between the two. probably means that things are probably in a pretty good spot, or at least friendly enough to, to meet and to have these conversations. So that's good to hear that whatever issues they did have, um, but I think what UK just doesn't like, and I can understand this from UK's point of view, and I can understand it from the other flip of the coin as well, is they just don't want people coming in with demand saying it's got to be this, it's got to be that. And I get the sense that that's what Oscar's representation was doing when in reality, I think UK has been very, very good to Oscar. There's no reason that that should change or would change. And I'm talking a little outside my element with a lot of this stuff, but just kind of assuming it's radio. You got to do that to a certain degree. But I, I think Kentucky's not a big fan of, well, hold on, you know, we, you were taken care of last year. What's with all the demands this year? If Jack says that the state, those things have been smoothed over, it probably means a good deal in your optimism and Oscar returning to Kentucky. Because that was a point of contention for sure. And I think it was part of the reason why UK looked around with Hunter Dickinson and and showed the interest they did in that recruitment. But if Jack says it's been smoothed over, that's great to hear. Cal, this is a big weekend for you. If It, it comes back to things that we've said all week and things that we'll continue to say. If you get Reeves and, and Sheboy back, all this panic and doom and gloom 
it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't be there. Uh, you're going to have a team and a roster you should feel really, really good about heading in to the upcoming season. I know I would, but you're just not there yet because you don't have those guys back, Roush. No, no. I, I, I do um, at least have some is it kind of silly that you have to go through this rigmarole to get this to this point? Yeah. But like if, if it took a little bit of a cooling off period, uh, kumbaya between the agent and Kentucky, like at least that is like you said, like at least that it makes some sense as to why things have unfolded the way they have, specifically in Oscar Sheepway's case, where uh there were there clearly things didn't go the way that Either side wanted to a year ago. Um, so there was going to be some initial kind of uh, angriness at one another. Uh, they get over that. They move on. Oscar does his thing at the combine. And like I said then, like I, I'm not going to get too worked up over his comments because he's got to – that's what you got to say when you're doing a job interview. You you, you got to act like you really want that job, you know. Um, and – even if you don't get that job, you got to say all the right things. He did. Uh, now that it's been a few days since then, uh, it's it's at least good to to hear that. It's like, all right, well, Oscar's still doing his training thing now. Kentucky, let's go, let's go save the day, Cal. Let's go, let's go get this done. And um, um, you know, it, it it wouldn't make sense that before the final week. Again, it, it, it's at least checking out for me, even if it is frustrating for impatient Kentucky basketball fans that reach this point in the calendar year where despite the lack of news, there's been a general flow of stuff happening. And this week, we really just kind of hit a wall with summer. Um, so now it's, all right, go get Oscar. Let's hit the reset button and then really kick things into high gear because once Memorial Day weekend happens, uh, everybody starts moving back to campus. Uh, those camps kick off next weekend. Not only do you have like the football camps on campus and you've got players working out, but the basketball team's back. They're doing those satellite camps everywhere. So let's, let's get through this final push and let's, let's get some good news before we, we actually get into the, the meat and potatoes of it. It's, it's not like the season starts after Memorial day. Uh, but everybody gets here and things start kind of coming into place after that. And you're going to have basketball in seven weeks, uh, bringing it back to the basketball side of things. Probably good to figure out who's going to be on that team when you're representing the country in seven weeks. Probably better to have seven players than, than just end up with seven players. We did get a new name in the UK world of basketball yesterday. Well, maybe a familiar name would be a better yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I was going to say, it, new this year, but... Third, third year that this has been a thing. The third time, the, maybe third time's the charm for it's David Jones, correct from St. John's. Yes, David Jones Locker. See, and, and you're throwing me off because I, I know a David Jones too. Um, nice guy, good people, good good Kentucky football fan. But I just, I, I it makes me a little weird because I feel like isn't there a David Jones that's on City Council too? It's kind of a big wig. David Jones seems like a pretty common name. I, I imagine there's there's several David Jones. Which, by the way, do you know that there's this cool feature on iPhone where you can like you can do it on a tweet, you can do it on a text message, you can even do it on a picture, which is pretty cool. 
but like you can click on a name or a phrase or even a word and you can hit and like you go to do you, you know you you click on it like you're copying you know how to copy something on iPhones. I'm, I'm speaking to the masses. Right. Obviously, right. I know what you do, Roush. But you copy something on iPhone, and it says copy, select all. It's got a look, look up feature where you hit look up, and it'll just like instantly pull up the first websites or Wikipedia editions of that. So yesterday, I was like, David, or Scoots, what do you got? I was just, uh, my mind's blown. You just taught me something today. I've always seen that look up option, but I've never clicked on it. So now I'm, that's going to be all I do anymore. So thanks for that's that. That's a game changer. It really is. That's it's awesome. a game changer and just like getting, because what you'd normally do is you'd copy something, then go over to your browser, paste it, and then see the options for yourself. But yeah, now exactly. they just basically cut out that process where you can just, Click it on your finger, not even have to exit the app, hit look up, and it'll show you with the definition of a word if you don't know what the word is, which happens for me all the time. Or more importantly, like with recruiting, I'll do it with a name of a target or somebody in the transfer portal, and then instantly it'll pop up all you know his stats and you know all that good stuff. So it just saves a lot of time in that regard. Point being for David Jones. It was not the basketball player that popped up first. You had to actually, you had to, you had to search a little bit for that. I was one. thinking of uh, David James, who was on. He was like the Metro Council president. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. David Jones. He's been a UK target before, or at least mentioned in the transfer portal with Kentucky. If the name sounds familiar, well, it's probably because it's a pretty common name, as we just addressed. But he had the 33.14 rebound performance against U of L at the KFC Yum Center, not this past season, but the season before when he played for DePaul. When DePaul came into the Yum Center, beat U of L. U of L fans were mortified. Little did they know what was to come. Uh, David Jones was the guy who was leading the charge there. He was totally unstoppable. Then he went to St. John's, had a solid season. I think average like 14 points rounding up and seven rebounds, which is pretty good. Seems like a Chris Livingston like replacement. And honestly, it, it, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a fine fit. I think there's been, I think last year when they ended up not pursuing him, it was, I, I was, was somebody said that like, it probably wasn't the best fit, which usually makes you automatically assume like, Oh, is this kid a troublemaker? Is there something wrong with this kid? Um, it's sometimes also just a cop-out phrase for like, hey, they, they either think that they're better off with what they have or they think they could find a better option. It doesn't automatically mean something about a player's character or anything along those lines, although that's instantly where your brain goes. Mine does the same. If it wasn't a fit last year, it probably was because you had Chris Livingston. You probably felt fine about the four position between Jacob Toppin, obviously Damian Collins, and then yet Oscar Sheboy at the five. So you probably felt all right on the front court. He can play wing as well. I think it'd be a great addition. And I think you can make a case that he'd probably be a little bit more demanding in terms of being involved than Akeshad Johnson would be. San Diego State transfer that UK thought they were going to get, and he ended up going to Arizona. A rare swing and a miss by Calipari in the transfer portal. I think that's the better all-around player. You probably just are going to need to have him involved in the offense more where Johnson could just be an afterthought. He's not a great outside shooter, David Jones, but I think he's okay enough to keep a defense honest, and he does little things in pretty much every other capacity. I think it'd be a fine addition, and plus it's just a a living, breathing body, Roush. It's a body. It's a person. I I only worry that they – 
you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me sort of deal, where he's just like, uh, you all could have had me multiple times, now I don't want to come to Kentucky. I'm worried about getting to that point. Um, I'm, I mean, I doubt he – I hope he doesn't have enough pride to to turn down a school like Kentucky. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that, that, I could certainly see that unfolding the way that the things have kind of gone as of late. But um, if, if you think you can get him, I mean, they, uh, I was getting worried, TJ, after the Keyshawn Johnson incident that they wouldn't have anybody that would – be able to play that spot and also be a willing, you know, it's hard to get guys who don't want to just come in and be the guy, right, um, from the transfer sure. portal. And at least this guy seemingly could fit into a role if it means just smaller stats for him, you know. Yeah, and it's – Kentucky's in – like, I'm not I'm not making excuses for Cal. they they got to do better. They've got to – fill out this roster and make sure this team's going to be competitive. Kansas is going to be totally loaded. Duke is going to be totally loaded. I get that it may be UK off the get-go isn't going to be as good as those two teams, but it should have enough talent that come March, they're going to be able to be just as good, if not better, than those teams. But you've got to fill out this roster, and you've got to find a way to complete a, a seven, eight, nine-man rotation that you're going to feel comfortable with. It cannot just be what you have right now. It's entirely too young. It's entirely too incomplete. And they're going to get some players to add to it. That being said, it's it's easy to negatively recruit against the situation Kentucky currently finds itself in. Not making excuses for Cal. They've got to do a better job about it. But if you were if you were Arkansas's recruiting David Jones, supposedly Xavier is one of UK's biggest competitions for him, assuming UK goes all in. And he is a Dominican Republic guy, so you would hope that Orlando Antigua would have some relationships there. And people forget that John Calipari coached the National Dominican Republican Republic all the way a little while. Yeah, people, back when Carl Towns was in high school. People forget. People forget mm-hmm. that 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 was the thing that did happen. So you'd hope that those relationships can potentially win out. But when you're talking about UK's roster, if you're recruiting against UK, all that, and it, it can go for so many different positions. It can go if Illinois is the team that's trying to get Antonio Reeves under a huge nil deal. It can be Antonio Reeves. It can be a wing player. It can be a forward. It can be a big. And all you have to do is say, "Hey, they 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 didn't bring in these freshmen. You know how much they're probably paying them. Look at you know they could pull up some of their Instagrams and stuff like that. They're not paying them that much money to come in and ride the bench." And that's not to say that you're not going to get some minutes there, but there's a reason they brought in these young, talented kids, and it's because they're going to play. They need to get to the draft. They need to make sure that they're going to have their tape. And where are you going to fit into all that? And when you only when you're talking about players that only have one more year of college basketball left, whether or not that's hyperbole, and it certainly is, you're still going, even knowing that it may be a little hyperbolic, you're still going to think, eh, yeah, you know, they're right. Like, DJ Wagner's not sitting on the bench. I know that. Justin Edwards is not going to ride the pine. They keep talking about how Aaron Bradshaw's a four. If he's the four, ooh, that you know, it, they've got you got a Kingsley. I guess he's going to be the five. It, it does seem like, regardless of what position you're talking about, when breaking down UK's roster, if you want to negatively recruit against Kentucky to try to land a prospect, it's probably as easy as it's been since the old platoon days, where it's just – it. Again, if you're Antonio Reeves, I, I would have perfect counters to that. 
you scored 35 points last year. Like, you're going to get opportunities to score as, mon- as many points in a game as you want. It's crazy to think that your, your role is all of a sudden just going to be drastically changed. These young guys are going to take time. If they ever even get there, you're going to be the, the go-to guy from day one. That being said, though, I can see the negative recruiting angles that somebody like Antonio Reeves could get, somebody like David Jones, when you're talking about more of the front court and wing players. You're not playing over Justin Edwards. You're not playing over Ann Bradshaw. They've already said he's going to be the four. So where are you fitting in between those two guys? That would be the pitch to David Jones from an opposing school. UK's in a tough spot. Now, you get paid $9 million to figure that stuff out. You get paid $9 million to be able to convince them, no, those those negative recruiting pitches are not accurate. In reality, we do have a spot for you. We do have a position for you. And if you're too scared to compete, maybe you're not the guy that we wanted to begin with, which I do think Kentucky says maybe they need to be careful on that. Maybe they need to schmooze a little bit more and not go the the tough love angle. But I can, I can see the negative recruiting angles to it. It's still inexcusable that UK's in the spot that they're in as of today. But, Roush, I'm not sure if I've told you or not. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Time. Um, it is it is ticking though tick tock tick tock uh, because like you said um, we're only six seven weeks away from watching this Kentucky basketball team play in uh, Canada and uh, I was looking at the old calendar and I was like oh you know trying 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 to plan some stuff in advance maybe do some fun things this summer and it's just like yeah that's that's happening soon very soon. Very, very soon. It'll be nice to break up the summer with that. I just hope Kentucky can field a team. I think they're going to. I think this is all going to end up being all right, but really playing with fire. And the, and the, yeah. the stakes are incredibly high because it's like are it, it, we get it. I think they're going to add players. I think they're going to probably be good players. But, Roush, if you don't, then you're just wasting the best freshman class that debatably you've ever had, but certainly one of your top three ones, and it will just feel like a total waste. Yeah, I – but to to your overall point, like I don't, I don't, I'm not. Two things can be true at the same time. Uh, they only have they have five freshmen, two sophomore scholarship players on the roster. Uh, that's true. That sounds alarming. They will find people to fill in those roster spots. I'm pretty confident that will happen. Um, it's just getting to that point. Um, yeah, I, I understand why folks are a little antsy because, like you said, you have this awesome freshman class and you don't want to waste it. And that's the, that's the scary thought. And you could end up where it's like you're relying heavily on freshmen. You, you, you were able to get a couple more bodies, but it's still the freshman show. And, and Barry Mull, even regardless of who you get in, it could end up being that. Who, who's to say? And that could be great come March. But I think everybody would have to be – like you're going to – the schedule is incredibly difficult in the out-of-conference. That team will lose several games. And then the SEC ain't your grandpa pops SEC anymore. They've stepped it up a notch. And you're probably going to lose several games in the SEC. So it could be a, a, a season where the bubble isn't out of the equation and you're talking anywhere from like a six seed to a 10 seed come March. And that's just not the regular season that UK fans want. It's not the regular season UK fans deserve. And it's not really what UK fans are, were expecting or are expecting going into the season. I do think there's a sense of it all matter. The only thing that matters is March, but a little fun along the way could go a long way for a fan base that has had a rough go of it as of late. So 
There's our thoughts on UK basketball. I think we have trivia today. We'll find out from Scoots oh, to we start do. hour number two. We do. If you hear that sexy radio voice of his to bring you back, then you know it's on for some trivia Thursday. And then we're going to do nothing but text once trivia wraps up. So you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Thursday edition of the show. TJ Walker and the crowd, Justin Taylor. We'll be right back. Gotta be more than Over? You say over? I heard the family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. It's Trivia Thursday here on Kentucky Roll Call. Game three of a potential seven-game series as TJ has jumped out to a quick 2-0 lead in the first two weeks. Hello and welcome here back into Kentucky Roll Call as we get you set for Trivia Thursday. As always, brought to you by Shady Rays, Salsaritas, as well as Thornton's, as it should be a fun trivia here today. Boys, are we ready for a little trivia? Don't call it a comeback, Scoots. All right. Yeah, woo, we're uh, ready, we're ready. Roush is, Roush is calling a comeback here. Okay, let me cue up some music here, and we will get underway. Who wants to go first here today, boys? I don't remember who went first last week, but whoever went first last week should not go first this week. I, TJ, you're, you're up. I, you're the right. I also do not remember. So here we go. TJ, you're going to set the line. We're going to do it the exact same way we did. Or no, we're going to do it the way we did last week. We're just going to say the number, okay? With their loss last night for Louisville City falling 2-1 against Tulsa, how many losses do they have in their history? And I'm setting just a number, and Roush has to say over. No, you all you all are just going straight numbers. No over, under, just straight numbers. Just guessing. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm ready when Roush is ready. All right, let's hear it. 50. 50? Roush, where are you at? 42. 42? It's going to be Roush. 44 losses wow. for Louisville City in their team history. Congrats, Roush. Up one nothing. Go. How, are, how many seasons in are we with Louisville City? Is this season five? Six? They started in 2015. I think they came in a full oh, wow. full season of 2016 was their first actual season, I want to say. Is that in counting Open Cup losses? Uh, that I do not know. Okay. If, if well, I added up okay. Open Cup losses, you well, may get the point. Add six more losses then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do okay. some further research. All right, Roush. Go ahead, Roush. What year... Was the first Memorial Day celebrated? Ooh, okay, okay. Um, man, I don't have a good uh, frame of reference here, so I'm. Um, Who? I'm gonna guess uh, 19. Are you ready, TJ? I, I, well, I do have a question. Is, is this like when it became an official holiday or when it was first observed so this, like in, in, in neighborhoods and towns? Yeah, this is the first one that was observed. Uh, so not like when it officially, because you know when it officially became the law, it's going to be much later than Correct. When, like, 
Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the first one that was noticeably celebrated in our country. Totally changes my guess. I'm glad I asked. Could have really embarrassed myself. Roush, <laughs> go ahead. I do have the number in my head now. Okay, I'm going to say post uh, Great Depression, uh, 1931. All right, TJ. I- I'm going 1865. I bet somebody somewhere at the end of the Civil War had some sort of Memorial Day. Wow! That, Roush, that's what I would have guessed if uh, if we would have gone just like when official it became official yeah. holiday. Yeah. So that's why that's why I wanted clarification. TJ, you said you would never have a better guess in trivia. 1866 is the answer. You're off by one year after the Civil War. Gotcha. It's Veterans so, Day. That's that's uh, post World War One. Uh, but yeah, Memorial Day. Wow, good good answer there, TJ. Yeah, great answer, great answer. All right. I was thinking Civil War, so I'm happy I got it right. All right, Ralph. Here you go. You're going to be the first guest here. We were discussing them yesterday. What year were pizza rolls invented? Great question. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've got my answer, Ralph. I've ready. got mine too. All right, let's hear it. All right, 1995. Oh wow! No, 1973. The, the the freezer boom. Let's go. We're going way back. That was when freezer food became a thing. Yeah, that was easy for Roush. 1968 was the answer. Roush leads two to one. Is that like the OG pizza rolls? The same ones we eat today? Uh, so they were. They came out. They were called something different, and then the guy. They were officially bought out by Pillsbury. I want to say 10, 12 years later, after he invented them. The so, um. The history of food, though, I've, I've, I've talked about this before. It is very interesting. But the 70s were huge for frozen foods because uh, moms were out at work for the first time. And so, like, they, they couldn't be home cooking. So they had all these freezer food for their kids. That, that, that's when all that stuff started, sort of developed. All right. Next question. With Lance Ware heading to Villanova. How far is Rupp Arena from Villanova's campus? Gosh. Who's first? Uh, I believe Roush is first. Me. Yeah, this will be me. And, man, the distance questions are always tough. <laughs> um, let me uh, – TJ, do you got a number in mind? I think I've got my number in mind. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to – lucky number sevens. 777 from Lexington to Filthy Filthy Delphia. Okay. I was going I was going 680. 680 will take it. 622 miles. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. I feel like I always lowball those. I was like, just go a little bit more than normal. I, am, I just thought of, I thought, I mean, I've made the drive to Pittsburgh enough. I know Philadelphia is further, but it had to be in a similar mileage. I just added, I think, what I thought was like 150 extra miles, 200 miles. That's where my thought process was there. All right, we are squared up to a piece. Really glad I saved this question for last. TJ, you will be answering first. How many episodes of The Office were there? I think I may know this one on the on the on the dot. All right, hit me then. Two hundred. Two hundred, Roush. Okay, I'm um, I'm gonna do the thing where I do my math out loud. So eight times two is 60, 16. Uh, add twenty more, so it's one eighty. 
Uh, and then there was few. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, one. 85. I'm going to go a little bit lower than TJ because of the writer strike season. Oh, Roush. You should not have done that. TJ, just like the Game of Thrones question, one off. There were 201 oh episodes That's of The Office. That's how I on the dot. I'm actually pretty disappointed. 201. I mean, I mean what do you mean? I, he, he, he almost exactly nailed it. How, <laughs> how was this supposed to get better? You, one off. You could have said 202. So I've done office trivias before, and this has been a question. And I swear one time we got it right on the money, and I don't think I'd ever say 201, but maybe somebody that we were with would have said that. Um, yeah, so that's, strike that's, I've, I've heard that question. Though. I've heard that question before. That's a little unfair. Wow, wow bad question, Scoot. Jeez, well, I'm sorry. Either way, TJ goes up 3-0 in our Trivia God. Thursdays. If you want to just go ahead and close it out next week so I can hop back in, That'd be great, but congrats, TJ. Uh, a sweep would be ugly. I've got to at least make the gentleman sweep. I've got, I've got Roush has kids. I, I can't do that. I'll have yeah, to throw that, in some Roush that, questions. The office question, Scooch, I was, I was all over that one. Man, I thought that would be a little more close with it coming down to the wire. I think Roush yeah. had a great, great guess. I just, it was a question that I knew. <laughs> also, like uh, having 200 as a close, you know. That that's at least somewhat memorable, you know. So if we yeah. would have done the over under really Roush, the season finale was episode two hundred. Okay. If well, we would have done so. over under Roush, you would have gone under, obviously. Yeah. Okay. electric. That would have been. I like actually guessing though. Like I, I I prefer that way. Sure. But man, I thought I was ah so close yet so far away. Sorry, buddy. Hey, well, you know what? It's all good. We'll get there. Still enjoy Trivia Thursday. Still enjoy the Scooter Dingus big voice. And you know what? If that means that um, I've got to get questions ready for next week, then I got to get questions uh, not next week, but you, you know what I mean. Uh, well, I'll happily what get my big winner, voice ready. The winner does get to pick, so it, maybe <laughs> maybe you'd be doing that. Maybe you'd be back in the gauntlet again. Who, who's Ooh. to say? Who, who's to say? Maybe Ralph. if you won. You get to pick. I mean, Roush, you're down 3-0. If you want to pick the questions for next week, pick the questions for next week. Like TJ said, we don't want to be You're not getting off the hook. Don't call it a comeback, (laughs) all right? I believe I was down 3-1 to you and came back in one. So, on the whole thing. I I don't think it was 3-1. I think it was. Was it really? Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was really embarrassing on your part. That is embarrassing. You had a couple really, really answers that weren't even close (laughs) mixed in there. So, Well, darn. Roush, I say we just rig it, have Scoots have to do the big boy voice for another month. (laughs) (laughs) Game seven would be four weeks from today. There's no way we could figure that out. Scoots' big boy voice for another month would be a good time. Uh, All right. Well, that was fun. Well done, Scoots. One of my buddies said he'll just never not. uh, Your trivia voice, your trivia host voice gets him every time. Easier said than Love done. to hear it. Uh, it's, same with me. I love just hearing the hour start with, with that. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Should we read some texts? Yes, we've got some great ones on the Thornton's text line. They've got great things at Thornton's. So perfect match uh, for Kentucky roll call. Um, which starts with everyone knows about all those famous horse farms out in LA and Philly. They really put Calumet to shame. Sheesh. Feels like an April Fool's joke. I, I the more I looked into that uh, horse racing league too, TJ, they probably I, I, I 
I could see that thing folding before it ends. Um, it's just it, financially, there's, I, it's just, it's not going to work. <laughs> like a million. To, if they're buying, so they're going to buy horses that are probably at least a hundred thousand dollars, maybe more. They got to buy all these horses, and then they're all racing for one one million dollar grand prize, and they're not cashing. They're not making any money in the intermediary. Like it just doesn't doesn't add up for me. Don't don't think it's going to work. Yeah, what was the reaction to the article you wrote? What did other people have to say about it? Um, didn't get a ton of reaction to the article, but at least when discussing <laughs> with my friends, like they're, pre- I mean, they're racing at Wose and Meadowlands. It's a harness track. Like, are, are people going to go to the Meadowlands to watch those races? I don't. Yeah, that's a great point. And like, what what kind of infrastructure could they have, even if they want this to take off the way that they? would dream it to take off and the the other part too it'd be one thing if this was just like the three stakes races at the end of it like these are your three marquee races at the end of the day of racing but they can't do that because i mean like i said the metal hands is a harness trap i mean i don't know if that's their off season or not i know kentucky downs races around that time so maybe they could integrate it into kentucky like that's how it works is you you integrate it more within the other sport but like New Year's Eve at Tampa Bay Downs. Anybody going to be there on New Year's Eve? Yeah. I mean, if I was in Tampa. Ooh, the Outback. Something to do before the Outback Bowl. Ooh, actually. Yeah, all right. Ooh, can't call it the that, Outback Bowl anymore. Yeah, whatever it is. Quest. That's a um, – I know bowl projections. We shouldn't get too worked up over it, but that, that, that's a possibility. That's a oh, possibility. You, we'd have to do – we'd have to go. Oh, no yeah. better way to ring in the new year than going to Rick Ross's horse thing. <laughs> It'd be the championship, too. The championship cup. Wow. So, like, yeah. would this be the horses that had won previously? Like, is it a horse league it's that's going to be featuring the same horses? Or yes. Is this... Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they, they want to create rivalries is the goal. So, they're oh, racing wow. against each other um, regularly. Now, it won't always be the same. Uh, but that that's for the million dollar grand prize. They're going to have a point system too. So like it could be a thing where, you know, a couple horses in the field don't even have a chance to win the grand poobah. So it would be very funny if it came down to like three and none of them won. Well, I was going to say like, what if just they, what if it was just the same order almost every race? Cause it's just the same horses. Yeah. Like they're just better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, this, you know, they paid 250,000 for this one. This was just a $50,000 bum. Uh, yeah. Of course it's never going to beat it, but uh, upsets happen. I'm sure that won't be the case. I'm intrigued yeah, yeah. by it. And hopefully I think any press can be good for horse racing, but maybe that doesn't apply with this. I don't, I don't know. Like if it gets more people drawn to horse racing, then that's probably good for the sport. Yep. But, is that will they do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess I shouldn't um, say any press. Horse racing has had a lot of bad press lately. I'm self aware enough to say that that was a dumb comment. Apologies. Uh, Thursday nights at the track tonight should be great weather. Would love to make it. Probably not going to. Yeah, we were we were set to do it. I still would like to, and I still don't think it's totally off the table. But today's the the daughter's first day back from school after being out all week, so maybe just uh, maybe too big of a day for her. Because yeah, you know how that you yeah. know how that goes. Big feelings, big emotions, maybe a little mm-hmm. attachment with the parents the last few days. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We're gonna we'll see. I'd love to get out there. It's gonna be beautiful weather. 
Yeah, I would as well. But um, doing the zoo today and uh, also uh, taping 11 personnel at 430 today. So by the time that ends, stuff might be crazy. Hey, we're having uh, Josh Pate on the show. That'll be fun. Uh, He's he's kind of a big deal. So uh, exciting. That is exciting. Why don't you ever get guests on our show? It's a pain in the ass to do it for one. (laughs) Yeah, but what if you did the pain in the butt for, for our show? Like, you got the pain for us. We were the pain gain. Josh Pate, by the way. Why are you getting Josh Pate on? Uh, we were just tweeting at each other the other day, and we're trying to get more guests on for the summer. And um, I was like, we, we, we were wanting to do an SEC kind of centric show gotcha. after all the spring practice and stuff. So I was like, oh, well, this makes sense. So I'll just DM him, see if he's up for it. That's pretty cool. So, it just seemed random. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, and also when it's a very like we we kind of need guests on that show right now <laughs> for a while. You know, you can only yeah doing Kentucky football. This is this is the the slowest part of the year. Um, even when the recruiting kind of kicks up in June, you can only talk recruiting, or it's just you know yeah you, you kind of need him to keep the conversation going. So that's kind of what we're working on at least. The goal is to try to get a guest a week through SEC Media Days. We'll see how that holds up or not. Scoots and I are free. Sure. Oh, maybe we could have Scooter's expert SEC football analysis. Yeah. Ooh, you could do like one one episode trivia, UK trivia between you and Luckett and let Scoots do his trivia voice. That's actually a great idea. I think we people would to. love to see who's the smarter football mind between the two. A lot of debate between who's smarter between you and Luckett. I, I've been told I'm going to be on a uh, Kentucky podcast before, so I don't believe it. Go oh, on. Did you get stood up? Uh, yeah, I mean, Big Blue Drew said like months ago wow. that he was going to get me on the dad pod. Me and Trevor. Who has not been on the dad pod? Me and Trevor. Thanks, Big Blue Drew. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> scoots pro horse death they don't matter because there's millions of them <laughs> you did say that yesterday. I, i'm not pro horse death but there are millions of them which um if if you all if you all want a good laugh a good announcer full up just look what tom hart said yesterday at the end of calling like i don't know i don't know how many baseball games he's calling at the sec tournament but it was after midnight they had two extra inning games and he was talking about turning back the cr- clock and he got some of his words mashed up there and it was it was something mm, classic uh, classic announcing has it on twitter if you're looking for that shannon o'bannon says i've won big at Kino one time hit all eight numbers on a quarter mania ticket won six thousand wow, after taxes wow. took home 4200 have a good hump day fellas that's from shannon o'bannon that's incredible oh, man. yeah that'd be uh, awesome where, where i wonder where you were when it happened shannon o'bannon because like most of the time I play Keno, basically ninety nine percent of the time, yeah, I'm at a bar. Yeah, and exactly. So you're just trying to like, let me see if I can turn ten dollars into thirty, maybe. If I if I was out like watching the game with the fellas and hit a six thousand dollar Keno ticket, gosh, we getting slammed. Oh. <laughs> it would be gone in an instant. <laughs> yeah, because you know you're buying everybody's food. You know that you're gonna probably like drink a little bit extra. The quite the 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 trouble would be does it turn into a casino trip is the boat brought up and if that's brought up then, <laughs> then it's yes. getting really ugly probably oh. best just to get out for the couple hundred paying for everybody's meal and drinks and whatnot oh man 
Good for you, Shannon O'Bannon. You deserved it. A texter says, my college snack of choice. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got you. Almost got you. Uh, try it before you knock it. Put gummy bears on the fries with about five minutes left in the oven. The salty and sweet mm, gummy poutine, if you will. I mean, imagine like, that is the highest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> yes, that sounds melting awful. gummy bears on top of French fries. God, get it. What is wrong with you? Oh, melting man. gummy bears, too. I feel like that would release some sort of chemical that would kill somebody. You know, I really shouldn't judge because I would get judged back in my saying X days dipping Bosco sticks into my slushy hot, like breaded cheese with slushy. But. It was like a don't knock it till you try it situation. It was so good. So, so good. So while that is like one of the craziest things I've ever heard, gummy bears on a fry, I'm, I'm not, it's a judgment-free radio show. So melted you gummy, gummy bears on bear a fry. fry melted gummy bears. Not just gummy bears, melted ones. Yikes. I thought I, you said I, Delta, like Delta ate gummy bears. I was like, <laughs> they, probably don't, they probably don't need any more scoots. Then I'm in. I'm in. Man, I, I even the texture fan. of it too. Like that's just, I, wow. Oh, I was a huge fan of those cheap, crappy square Tostinos pizzas growing up, and I still eat them occasionally today. Yeah, they were like even as a kid though. I had them. I had them frequently. I shouldn't say all the time, but I was no stranger to those pizzas, texture, and even eating them as like a youngster, you were like, this isn't good. Like this is not good quality. I, but you, you still went to town on them. Well, because they weren't as good as the square pizza you got at school either. Like, it was – I mean, they were close. But, like, I, I think I would enjoy – you know, whenever Duke goes to school, I hope that they have a parents come eat lunch with the kids day when it's pizza, corn, fruit, and milk on the menu Friday. That that was always, always a winner. Scoot, anything jump out to you? Nope. Uh, Nick Tamerson put out a new album next week. The song Lexington starts with Tom Leach's call of Stevie Johnson's catch against Louisville. Thought I managed to flip over to KRC while somehow grilling yesterday. Oh, that's pretty great. Which, by the way, congrats to Tom Leach going into the Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame. Dang it, you stole my thunder, Ralph. I was going to yep. bring it up. Well, Surpri- bring it up. No, Ralph already did. He's in the 2023 Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame. He's uh, going in with uh, Rick Bozo and uh, Bubba Paris, who uh, sales great. Which also, why are we putting Bozich in? Again, I think not- Bozo. I think it's deserving. Absolutely, yeah. And he actually just got um, Indiana Hall of Fame as well. So what a year for Bozich. Okay, well he doesn't need both. I, I would <laughs> like to see wh- who, what other big like sports writers are in the mix are, are are already in it i should say and then i'll be the judge i'm i'm just joking he's deserving that that guy's entire life has just been media media coverage and he seems fair um more times than not it doesn't mean you yeah, always but, agree with him but he bought me because i have ksr in my twitter handle yeah i mean that's silly like I, yeah. I, he should reconsider that uh he did not block me and he even said thanks when I said congrats to him. Chris Lofton also in the class of 2023. It's a pretty solid class. Chris Lofton, very good at Mason County back in the day. But congrats to Tom Leach. We're, we're lucky to have him as the voice of the Wildcats. He does an amazing job. Some maybe and said even overdue. I, I would say that. Yeah, Tom that Leach, throw, me, throw me into that, in that boat. 
A texter says, just heard Scoot's wooded view ad read. One might say it gives me a wooded view. What does that even mean? <laughs> He's got a, he, Scoots is really great at reading commercials. <laughs> hey there, golf-tastic golfers. <laughs> Which, by the way, what, the, the, Mike, the Mike Rutherford Louisville City ad, what Louisville City? Oh, poop. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, but I'm really stuck on the all-you-can-eat seats. Yeah, they, they do that on all the commercials. Like that's not just mics. They they have like different people voicing different commercials on different radio shows. Louisville City, don't call them all-you-can-eat seats. It makes you think that people can eat the seats. I mean, I know we're smarter than that, but it's just the phraseology. It's just off. Seats, all you can eat. I don't uh, know call it all inclusive too. All inclusive even sounds more inclusive. Yeah, like it, it's it, it makes people want it more. They're like all inclusive. Ooh, I wonder what that is, uh, because then they'll end up reading the fine print that they don't get free booze. But still, all inclusive sounds really nice. Or wacky idea Wednesday. What about all exclusive? Ooh, that's even better. And you find out just what you can't bring in. Yeah, instead of just like reading, see, like you know, all seats. you can eat seats. So come hungry. They brought a few of the pink ones left over from Papa John's. It's like Pac-Man. You just go to town on them. All you can eat. Let's take a break. A much needed break. We got a lot of text to get to on today's Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Paper, I'm stuck. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing your pain. Come Kentucky Roll Call, call with Walker and Roush. Time out, time out, time out. I thought I was under the impression that this was going to be a rap. What's rap? Okay, Daryl, wow. You need to learn a lot about your own culture. I'll make you a mix. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on BigXSportsRadio.com. Head on over to Shady Rays for the best collection of polarized sunglasses on the planet. Over 250,000 five-star reviews. You'll save 25% off your entire order when you use promo code BigX at checkout. They started in Kentucky. They're great. It's ShadyRays.com. Do not forget the promo code Big X when you check out. Did you just say Did you just say oh. KentuckyRollCall.com? ShadyRays.com. Oh, okay. KentuckyRollCall.com. I'm not sure where that will take you. <laughs> but use promo code Big X at ShadyRays.com for 25% off. Welcome back to KentuckyRollCall.com. <laughs> One final segment. More text to get to on today's show. Uh, anything that you two want to bring up? Rest in peace to rock legend Tina Turner. Yep, R.I.P. Love, love, love me some Tina Turner. Uh, have you seen the Tina Turner musical yet, TJ? Was that... <laughs> you saw the Gloria Stefan one. Yeah. If, How about if Tina Turner? anything like the Gloria Stefan, then I'm missing out. <laughs> you really, really are. Um, Does she really have a musical? Yeah. Pretty sure it was in Louisville too. If it wasn't, Darn. it's gonna be. 
Darn, hate, hate missing that. Tina Turner, I say this respectfully, of course, she's somebody that yesterday or two days ago you could have told me past 10 years ago, and I would have been like, oh, I'm not sure if I knew that or not. Or you could have told me, like, no, she's only like 65, and I would have been like, oh, really? Yeah. Somebody that yeah, just had no fair. concept of age at all. But she was 83, had a long, I think, battle with cancer. But 83, a heck of a life, and obviously everything she accomplished. She's she's a legend for a reason. So thoughts with her family. After the Louisville City game last night, we were walking out, and they were just blaring nothing but Tina Turner. It was a lot of fun. Oh, That's nice. Well, That's maybe nice. keep on burning. Uh, Texter mm-hmm. wants to know, Scooch, what's your handicap in golf? Well, Texter, you're in for a surprise. He doesn't have one. Ooh, yeah, I don't have an official one. If I had to set a line, I'd probably say about 20, 21. Well, you you could you can't have a handicap if you're fluffing your balls up and taking five mulligans around. Hey, I'll have you know, I'll have you know that last round I played that I said was my worst ever, I did not fluff a single ball, and I only took one mulligan. So, hmm. pretty good. So you almost played a real round of golf. Almost. One of these days. I'm kidding. Scoots, play the way that you want. You really should get the 18 birdies app. I should, and keep yeah. your score that way. It'll keep your hand. It'll keep, it's not an official USGA handicap, but it's good enough for you to, to know where your handicap's at. That's a, that's a cheap way for you to pick up friends on the 18 birdies app, but yeah, I, I do need to get it. What does that mean? A cheap, a cheap way to pick up friends? Well, you, you threw out the disclaimer yesterday. If you're on the app, add me. We'll be friends. So you're, you're just I'll trying be, to get that friend count up. I get it. I, I certainly don't care about my friend count on 18 birdies app. I could have hundreds. I could have zero. Doesn't doesn't matter to me in the slightest. Uh, I just you you, you want to take yourself as a serious golfer. You need to have an idea what your handicap is, Scoots. Yeah. No, I do need to get it. I've thought about it. So maybe I'll maybe I'll look into that. Well, let's see if I added any new friends from yesterday's shout out. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Uh, but my. Buddy Trevor shot a 58 on nine holes at Sun Valley yesterday. Kelsey? Oh, you mean Sun Valhalla, you mean? My buddy Billy shot uh, a 56 playing nine holes at Crescent Hill. These these are high scores, but you know what? That shows that they're getting out there, they're practicing, they're trying to get better. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I wonder, oh, my buddy uh, Clayby116, he shot an 89 at Woodhaven. How about that? Nice. A texture on the Thornton's text line says there hasn't been a media opportunity with Cal that wasn't a post-game presser since pre-game Louisville, except the mandatory one the day before the two NCAA tournament games. And, and since then, nothing. I, I Again, unless I'm missing one, unless he did something. No, I don't think there has been one after the tournament. That's inexcusable. That's just, I mean, yep. that, that is just inexcusable. I love Cal. He does a ton. It's not enough. Again, for like to say that he needs to be fired or anything like that, but that that's a, a role that he has neglected in a in a severe way. And go on KSR, I'm cool with it. Come on our show, I'm cool with it. Go talk to Tom Leach. Go on Louie and Issel. Just go. Go on all of them. Do do one of them. Do a big media thing. Invite everybody to the Joe Craft. Do a sit down. I don't care. Do something. Answer questions because fans have questions, and and you get paid enough that you can do that. Really, you should do it every week, I think, even in the offseason. But at minimum, at minimum, once a month. But not where we're at, I suppose. John here again. Sorry about that, crew. Just adding context to the bowling. Have a great day. Actually, he just said, he said, have a great. 
You didn't say what to have a great ass. Oh, no. John, I appreciate you letting us know. I remember bowling etiquette. I, I did club bowling in high school. And, yeah, it, you the split thing I don't know if I knew about. So you taught me something new, John. South and Josh here. TJ Lucy can have a late bedtime. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> LOL. Kidding. I don't oh, have man. kids. You can only imagine the fallout from that. Always love when, you know, grandparents are like, oh, keep them up. They're fine. They'll just sleep longer in the next morning. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. They they wake up when they wake up. Uh, that stay st- maybe like so like when Brooks home over the summer, hopefully we'll slowly get there. But that's that's not. You, you can maybe do a one off like thirty minutes later or maybe an hour later. Heaven forbid. But like, whew, it can be tough. It can be tough. I've actually never maybe maybe once or twice. I don't. There hasn't been a lot of instances. Where it's like, wow, we kept baby up too late. She's in a terrible mood the next day. It's more so if we stay up too late. Because Roush is right. Baby's waking up when baby's waking up, and that's that. If you don't go to bed till one or two, and baby baby's not taking that in consideration when, when he or she decides to wake up. So it's more of a parent bedtime thing for me. We're lucky that most of the time when it's, around seven ish at the latest like seven thirty or eight ish she's ready to be knocked out anyway like she she wouldn't want to be up even if she could I, when, she's, when she's older we're gonna have a pretty lax bedtime she can do what she wants i i uh hit a wall yesterday pretty hard on the uh the dad watching so only one more week of this my brain my brain just scrambled i had a a, a meeting last night that was on all my calendars, had multiple emails, just completely forgot it. Just, I'm just, I'm out there. It's not, no. brain's not working right now. Reminds me of when you flaked on the UK Florida baseball game. <laughs> wow. Frozen taquitos for me. Great with some hot sauce or salsa. Man, that's solid. A, yeah. And those like frozen burritos too, where it's, it, it's either scalding your mouth or you're chipping your tooth on a frozen burritos. Those things ruled. <laughs> You've touched on it quite a bit, TJ, but it feels like this staff is always reactive, never proactive. The Chin-Orlando duo is just not getting it done. Oh, and here's another example of that texter. They're going to meet with Oscar Shibway. They're putting the press on Antonio Reeves. Like, why, why, why did we get to this point? I mean, I get it that Oscar needed to do his workouts and whatnot, but same with Antonio Reeves. Maybe it is just like it's kind of crappy timing. These are guys they wanted. They felt good about them all along. Things have maybe changed over the last few days. Now they're going to assess the situation and make sure that they, they lock them down. Maybe that's all it is. That, that, I think, would be the counter argument to this. But it seems like another situation where UK is being reactive, not proactive. I would also say, too, that like maybe that's the case in the portal. Um, but at least, you know, in the recruiting front, they've done that, you know. As far that's as a whole other thing about like the sense of doom and gloom, and I and I think it's it's multi layered, like we talked about earlier. It's like you can't talk about this staff being terrible because they just put together a recruiting class that a lot of Cal haters said would be impossible just a couple years ago. He's never going to yeah. get a super class again. He can't never going to get Reed Shepard. All of course, you know, DJ Wagner was going to Louisville. Right, right. Justin Edwards was going to Tennessee. Yeah. So, like, it, it puts those people in a tough bond because they were the ones that were saying he couldn't do that. He did do that. But that 
the fact that he did that, I think, does just add to the stakes. That like, okay, you did it. Let's not waste them. Let's make sure this is a complete team. It's been a little bit since the Cavs have knocked on the door to a Final Four. A texter says, wouldn't surprise me if the staff is aggressively working on Flory Badinga replace Oscar. I would be cool with that. Flory Badinga. Flory Badunga is a Hoosier, so back off, okay? Assuming you get two years of him, but if you know if you had to have him be a big time playmaker year one again, you'd probably be waiting until March to see the payoff on that. If you could get him for the 2024-2025 year, I think it, the juice would be worth the squeeze there. But I, there hasn't been whispers on that, but maybe quietly. Just can't go to IU, right, Scoots? No, Mike Woodson's got him locked up, so you're just wasting your time. Is this the most excited you've been about an Indiana front court, or were you more excited about the TJD days? Oh, TJD for sure. Yeah, I was actually I watched a highlight from him last from last year this morning. Man, I'm gonna miss the hell out of that guy. Ah, uh, Mbako, and you get where? Yeah, it's exciting. No, yeah, a lot no of potential there. It it is gonna be fun. I just it's the unknown with those guys. I don't really know what they're gonna bring to the table. I'm sure it's gonna be great, but I'm just I'm cautious yeah. right now. Trace Jackson Davis was awesome. Happy you all didn't really do anything with him. No offense. <laughs> a texter says, Super bad has to be the most quotable comedy. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up yesterday, but what, like two or three weeks ago, we quoted that movie in great detail on the show. But yeah, Super Bad's in the conversation for sure. Did we not mention that yesterday? I thought we I think did. it got left out when we were mentioning Wedding Crashers and all the other ones. I don't know if we did, but maybe we did. The... Um... The people don't forget is the one that I, I mean, I, I bring that up all the time. Like, this is so great. So subtle. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, what did Ron DeSantis have to say on Spaces, TJ? LMAO. Oh, I'm not sure if that texture's taking a dig at me because I watched Ron DeSantis on a Twitter space with Elon Musk. Uh, they had some technical difficulties, which <laughs> yeah, that, that was all the models took off with. Yeah. Which would be pretty easy if I was like DeSantis and just say, Oh, we had such a ginormous audience, we crashed the system. Like that shows you how excited people are about our campaign. That'd be the easy spin zone there. Um, but people were like, it's a sign of a flawed campaign on a flawed background. Uh, that was cool. I, I, I like that. I think every political candidate should do that. Take Q and A's in real time, not from just like puppets in the media, but actual humans. I thought it was a pretty cool thing. It, it, it was his. It was just normal politicking, campaigning, that sort of stuff. So it wasn't like you got a great insight in what kind of person he is necessarily. But I, I would think every political candidate should do that and use that platform to answer questions and, and do that. Um, I listened to Robert Kennedy, not on a Twitter space, but on a podcast. He's, he's fascinating. He's challenging Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. Uh, I like listening to people and their ideas. So... Ron DeSantis is is all the he's in he's in a, a group of other candidates that I listen to. Salt Lake Brian here, going back to the horse racing topic. I've owned racing greyhounds most of my life. Whoa, Salt Lake Brian, learning more about you every day. Wow, that's pretty pretty wild. That is wild. Watched out animal groups destroy the sport basically via random state laws. They snuck in at various levels. They'll come for horse racing eventually. Banned in California and New York. Sport needs to organize centrally now. Uh, I'm not worried about it in Kentucky, Salt Lake, Brian, but you're right. There's th th That's going to be a thing, and I don't doubt in our lifetimes in California and New York, they'll, I don't know if they're ever going to ban it just because there's so much money involved, but it'll be something where it's it's nothing 
it, it looks nothing like it does today. Like they'll only get a couple race days a year or something like that. It'll be, it'll end up being something like that in those States unless they change course. The, the big thing though, is just centralizing it will help it because you will have one concerted effort instead of seven or whatever, you know, yeah. 50. <laughs> like yeah, you you just point. need to centralize it because uh, that it's, you know, I know uh, some people might be pro-states' rights. Some people might be big, strong central government. But at least having – there's too many cooks in the kitchen right now. Um, you, you need one voice kind of leading the charge, um, not only for changes to sport, but also for positive for positive changes, you know? Um, a texter on the Thorns text line says, I also agree that Cal needs to speak, TJ. I know he probably doesn't have any definitive good news to speak on right now, but – Everyone being left in the darkness is counterproductive. Been Cal's biggest fan since he's here and thought most of the criticism in these last few years was way over the top. But this summer has not has not been handled well at all. I agree. It hasn't been handled well. And I think it just simply comes back to just talk. Talk to your fan base. You're the head honcho. You're leading the show. If people are nervous, calm them down. If people are worried, ease those concerns. And it's so easy to do. It's just like you just need to do a 20 minute interview every so often. And I think that would just, that would fix it. That would fix it. Um, but he's not doing it. It doesn't seem like that's ever going to change. So Roush and TJ about that one-on-one basketball game, when it's happening, Roush isn't, isn't going to do it. And Roush didn't get a lottery ticket last night after being, after getting two different heads ups. I'm telling you, my brain is just the worst. I'm, I'm the, the worst person so to ever off. ever have to raise kids without grandparents' help. <laughs> yep, first one. John here. Wow, the week is get that lottery ticket. We could have won uh, millions last night. Our, all of our issues in life could just be <clears throat> over if you would have just gotten the lottery ticket. Mm. John here. Wow, the week is moving fast. Tonight, I will take Boston by four points. My question to the crew is, do you think Boston wins tonight? That the momentum, if Boston wins tonight, do you think the momentum has turned in their favor? Kind of like what they've been doing in the playoffs. We'll got to go talk to you later. They're winning tonight. And then that puts a ton of pressure on Miami in game six. I'll, I'll do a little personal bet with you, TJ. No shot they win. All right. What, 10 bucks? Oh, let's make it 20. Wow. Sounds good. I'm in. Okay. It's going back to Miami for a game six, and Boston's been really good in game sixes. They closed out Philadelphia in game – well, they didn't close them out, did they? I guess they won in game six in Philly, and they closed out the Hawks in game six in Atlanta. They've been good in game six. So Celtics win tonight, a lot of pressure on that game six. I do think the Heat will win that game six and win it, and and then they'll – advance to the finals but Celtics get them tonight what's your can you can you explain your take scoots why you think it's such a sure thing the heat win tonight oh it's definitely not a sure thing I uh I actually when I made that bet with you I forgot that they were going back to uh Boston so I probably wouldn't have done that but you know what everybody's been counting out the heat all playoffs I'll I'll roll with it give me the heat tonight okie dokie thank you Jimmy Butler (laughs) I even tried to make it 10 bucks. You're like, no, it's 220. (laughs) 
Hey, fellas, Alex from Colga here. To whomsoever spoke down on my beloved JK47 can suck it. I've been listening since the later Trevor days, and while I love the show and Trevor produced it, the show as a whole is on another level with Sir Scoots of the House Dingus at the helm. The best way I can explain it with Trevor, the show is exciting podcast treat that I would catch when I could. Now a Scooter, it's a must-listen podcast to be worked in my daily routine. Alex from Colga, that's what we like hearing. Thanks, Alex. You're not going to read the bottom part? You're not going to read the bottom part? I can't. I'm not sure. You read it. I'm not German. I, I don't know that fifth word, but I'm going to try. Mein Scoots is der Grost Produzent im Süden von Indiana. But I think the best producer in Indiana? No idea what that means. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. My Scoots is the best producer in Southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I, um, my parents, they're in Germany right now. They're in your wow. motherland, Scoots. Nice. And, uh, they ran into a Cats fan who uh, reads KSR, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I saw yeah, I saw your tweet, though, and I was like, is this somebody famous? Am I supposed to know who this is? And then it clicked. It was probably just like, hey, they ran into a UK fan. Yeah, in Germany. Yeah, yeah. That's still pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I also appreciate the Kentucky fans. Like, that's just – they just wear Kentucky stuff no matter where they go. You know? Like, it's not – I'm the same way, though. Yeah, yeah. Um but it, it, it's just funny, like, being in Germany, be like, oh, Kentucky. And that's my parents, too. They're always going to run into somebody like that. Give them a nice big go Cats. Yeah. TJ, it kind of seems like Rogers is sending you a long-distance suck it from New York, actually participating in OTAs with his new crop. We need you to have beef. People want me to have beef with Rogers so badly. It's not happening. Good for him. Wish him so the gotta- best. Did he get a haircut? What do you mean new crop? Does he have wearing a crop top? Maybe it was a crop top showing off that sexy little belly of his. Who knows? But I, I'll wish him well. I'm worried about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm. It, it was a amicable breakup. But don't Man, know what else to tell you. I did not realize how like you know. I'm sure there's a little bit of anxiety over Jordan Love. Like, is he going to be good? Uh, but Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans went from even old Tom Brady to now Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyle Trask, and John Wolford as their quarterbacks. Just ugh. big woof there. I feel like uh, I hear Kyle Trask's name entirely too much for somebody that's just not a good quarterback. Yeah, And I've felt this way for about five years now. Uh, if you've noticed, uh, they're going to let you have three quarterbacks next year. That was one of the – you can – have an emergency third quarterback ready to roll for games. Now, that was a rule change. And they're also putting in the fair catch rule, that if you fair catch it inside the 25, you just it's a touchback. Yeah. And I think it's very funny that all of people are like, they're getting rid of the kickoff. The specialists are going to hate this. Blah, 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 blah. This is the worst thing ever. They should go to XFL rules. It's been that way in college for a while, and good returners still return kicks. Like, it's not uh, – it. it you don't see the fair catch inside the 25 all that often in college football. That it's was the same rule that they're implementing in the NFL. In my opinion, that was one of the worst changes that football could have made. I miss the hell out of kickoff returns. You just don't get them as much anymore, and that sucks. Well, yeah, like I, I said, the good ones still do. Right, right. Barry on Brown did it, you know. Um, it would be I, – I do like the XFL returns. Like, it's a pretty, pretty cool rule. Um, maybe, maybe they'll get to it eventually, but – 
Hey guys, I need any ideas where the KRC Golf Scramble will be this year. No, haven't finalized that yet. Would love to do it out at Elk Run again during Labor Day weekend or the Friday before Labor Day weekend. But we need this weekend. Maybe I'll, I'll look the next two weeks. I'll look into it more. Uh, yeah, we, and we got to get our uh, Park Mammoth. You know. Yeah, we got to get that figured out as well. We'll try to get these dates here soon. We know that people need to plan well in advance. Mooksons in what seems to be a pretty good football text but we'll save that for tomorrow because i think we could spend a lot of time on that move so we've marked it we'll get to it tomorrow uh he's got some concerns i think about the football team why is the acc what is this acc shakeup all about uh, we, that, that's that's old old news yeah uh, they're just giving more money to the teams that make more money yeah novel concept kirby i'm still hesitant to buy in to the back and forth feels like agents creating leverage to drive up price. Not sure what you can do that if that's actually the case. Definitely seems to be some of that going on, Kirby. And you got to figure out when you dive in, and sometimes you got to let people go, and it's tough, and it puts them in a tough spot. Cal could kind of communicate all that. He may not be able to say that verbatim, but he could at least hint that, like, hey, there's a game being played, and we're doing our best to stay competitive while keeping our options open or whatever. Talladega Nights is by far the most quotable movie. If you disagree with me, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Another good quotable movie for sure. Dear Lord Baby Jesus is also fun to just mix in every once in a while. Last text. Is it weird that with the technical difficulties and DeSantis's words coming in and out, they still made more sense than a Biden speech? Politics radio, baby. Ah, politics radio, baby. Hey, at least our spaces go off without a hitch. Yep, they, we've never had to worry about too many people crashing our spaces. <laughs> that's why we try to keep the show at an appropriate level, and that's what we've said for years. Uh, Gets all three of us for lunch, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Shout out to the Thornton's text line. You all were great. Mook, can't wait to read your text tomorrow on a Friday edition of KRC on the Big X. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick okay. Ralph, Justin Taylor. Okay. A lot of folks jump off. You find out who your friends are. Somebody's gonna drop everything Right and crank up their car Hit the gas, get there fast Never stop to think what's in for me Or it's way too far They just show up